You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. I'm Willie George, and I want to turn your attention to the book of Matthew chapter 12. We're talking in this series about knowing God intimately. Now, one of the things that we know about the ministry of Jesus is that it was characterized by amazing miracles. In fact, we read earlier that John said that if all the things that Jesus did were written down, the world couldn't contain the books. So this is amazing that we read these verses, Matthew 12, 38 through 40. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. That's amazing, isn't it? He's doing all of these healings. He's doing what the scriptures said, Isaiah foretold, for instance, that Messiah would open the eyes of the blind. And Jesus was healing blind people and deaf people. Both of those were things that were prophesied of the Messiah. No one before him healed the blind. Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. And we don't read of any of the Old Testament prophets opening the eyes of the blind. So the Messiah is definitely showing that he is the one who was to come. So they said, we want a sign. And he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Adulterous meaning that you don't have a relationship with God. You've gone after a strange God. But he said, no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So he promised them that he would give them a sign, but the sign would be the sign of his resurrection. Now, years ago, uh, there was a lady going around uh, in our circles somewhat. I never bought into this, and, and uh, to be honest with you, most believers didn't. They were troubled by it. But she would hold up her hands, and blood would pour from her hands, and, and this was a demonic thing that was designed to create an idol and to draw attention to her. Bleeding from the hands would be a sign of the cross, Jesus didn't say, I'm going to give you the sign of the cross. The cross was not miraculous. The cross was important to be sure, but it was not miraculous. What was miraculous that made the cross of full effect was the resurrection that followed the cross. So when these evil people said, we want a sign from you, Jesus said, I will give you a sign, and that sign will be my physical resurrection. Now, he didn't say it exactly that clearly, but he said, I'm giving you the sign of the prophet Jonah. But he did tell his disciples clearly on a number of occasions that he was going to be raised from the dead. And guess what? It did not register. Matthew 16, 21, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. 
So this is the first time he told them about the cross. Matthew 17, next chapter. Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and the third day he will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. Right away they forgot it. Matthew 20, verses 17, 18, 19. Now Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Men, Son of Man will be betrayed. Let's count that. That's number one. He will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. That's two. And deliver him to the Gentiles. That's three. To mock, that's four, and to scourge him and to crucify him. And the third day he will rise again. There are six things that the people do, but the seventh is what God does. So Jesus went into that in detail. Matthew 26, fourth time, verses 1 and 2. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings that he said to his disciples, You know that after two days is the Passover, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. So he told them repeatedly that he would die on the cross. What's fascinating about it, they didn't really think about it. They didn't really believe it. They, didn't, they, they were shocked when it all happened, and they were very resistant to it. In fact, Peter at one time even tried to talk the Lord out of going to the cross. Now, I'm going to take you to Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 26, and we're going to see again where Jesus explained to them the reason that he would be crucified. As they were eating, Matthew 26, 26, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, this represents my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Wow. So we keep reading, and it says, When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd or smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Now they didn't believe that that would happen. But when the awfulness of the suffering of Christ was brought about, they were so shocked by it all, all they could do is withdraw. I think they had seen Jesus victorious in every possible circumstance. He had been able to totally stop those evil rulers in their places. He was never fearful of them. He always had an answer for every charge they leveled against him. 
He worked amazing miracles. He walked on the water. He stilled storms. He cast demons out of a man into a herd of swine, 2,000 in number, that ran down a shore or ran down a hill and jumped into the sea. So they've seen this amazing power, and it's very hard for them to comprehend that he could be defeated in any way. So when he went to the cross, they were absolutely devastated, did not know what to do. So he did not give them the sign of the resurrection, not yet. The sign of the resurrection was the sign that would be given to the enemies of Christ. So I want you to see in in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 27, and let's turn and look at it. Matthew chapter 27, and we're going to read with verse uh, 62. After the cross on the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive how that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. Therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead. Now, if they had really taken stock of what the apostles were thinking and how they were behaving, they would have known there's no way these men are going to steal the body. They're in no position mentally to do that. So the last deception, they said, will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard, go your way, make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone, setting the guard. So Roman soldiers went to go do this. This was not just the uh, temple guards. This would have been soldiers under Pilate because they had to ask Pilate's permission. And so uh, they went and sealed the tomb. Now, when the resurrection happened, When the power of God was demonstrated, the enemies of Christ had possession of his body. So let's look at it. Matthew 28, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, his clothing as white as snow, and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. They ran and they told the Jewish leaders about exactly what they had seen. So Jesus gave witness of his resurrection to his enemies. He gave them the sign. They asked him for a sign, and he said, I'm going to give you a sign. The sign was not healings and miracles. He didn't do most of his miracles in their presence. They were not in a place to see all of the miracles that he did. It said that Herod had hoped to see a miracle of Jesus, never saw one, because he never went to a meeting and never cared to get out and mix with the people where Jesus was healing the sick. And so he never saw a miracle, even though it was happening all the time right under his nose. But what Christ did is he gave these rulers physical evidence of the resurrection, eyewitness testimony from their own people. And He did this in order to physically prove that he was raised from the dead. Now later he would appear 
to his apostles. But I want you to think about this for a minute. What if he had appeared to the apostles without first appearing to his enemies? What if his enemies had no evidence? You see, when the apostles preached that Christ was raised from the dead, even though the leaders said while uh, the guards were sleeping, the apostles came and they stole his body away, they knew better. They knew better than that. And this is why they were deeply troubled by the preaching of the apostles. This is something that's shocking to people. Some people think it, seeing is believing. They had evidence of the resurrection, and they fought it anyway. It would have been one thing for them to be ignorant of it, but they were not ignorant. It's one thing when people sin in ignorance, but it's another thing when they sin openly with full knowledge that's what these leaders did. They became reprobate and they were hopeless because they had evidence of the resurrection and totally rejected it. So I'm showing you all of this to show you that God was taking these apostles on a journey to move from being connected to him with physical connection the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth and nose gate, the touch gate, the, the five physical senses would be how they knew the Christ. <clears throat> God wanted them to know him in an even deeper way. That's why later Jesus would tell Thomas, Thomas, you've believed because you have seen, but blessed are they who have not seen and yet have believed. And that's us. We didn't get to see the physical resurrection of the Christ or the resurrected Christ in that 40-day period after he died. We know that he's alive because of the knowledge we have of him in the Spirit. That's the real relationship with God. This is all the time I have for today, but we'll continue with this tomorrow. I hope you'll join me. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.